All right. Well, hello, Professor Nielsen. It's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to a conversation. Yeah. So prophetic lament and confession. Uh, These are really important topics that I don't think we talk about enough um, because I think there can be a lot of hesitation or confusion surrounding them depending on what tradition uh, we come from or we're raised in. So before we get any further, I'd love if you would just define lament and confession for those that may not be as familiar and then maybe mention how they're connected because I think they are related, but they can also stand on their own. So I love if you could highlight their connection as rhythms. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so lament is a really important uh, concept for, for me to think about ways that we can express really any emotion that we're feeling to God. Uh, So lament is a biblical language, but it's a permission that we have to address God uh, with all that we're experiencing. So our grief, our sorrow, our anger, our confusion, um, our disappointment. And the Psalms give us this wonderful example of how we can be honest with God with whatever we're feeling and that we never have to hide our emotional life from God. And we can be genuine about that. Um, But that lament is this combination of sorrow, but also complaint. Also, it shouldn't be this way, or something's wrong in the world that I'm struggling with, uh, and I grieve that. And sometimes that's in something in my own life, something that's things that are happening in the world. Uh, But lament is not just feeling sorry about that, but taking that somewhere, doing something with that emotion. And, And lament, biblical lament, gives us the freedom to do that, permission, and a way to express that to God. And so I like to talk about lament as a sacred sorrow, a uh, mm-hmm. holy sorrow about something in my life, the world. So prophetic lament, you know, is where we grieve injustice in the world. We agree, we grieve and lament and are sorrowful about, you know, the, the broken relationships and, um, you know, any, anything that's, again, we see as not being the way it should be. Um, and then to draw a line between that and confession, Confession is a Christian practice where we express sorrow for the ways that we've contributed to that brokenness, ways that we in our own lives have, you know, not said what we should have said to, to God or to others, or we've done things that are, have been hurtful to someone else. And so we grieve that, uh, that broken place. We grieve that, you know, that failure, if you will, um, you know, in a Christian context, we would talk about confession of, of, of sin, but sin is not this, you know, just theological concept. It's, it's any of those places where we recognize that we have, have not lived up to, you know, to our shared humanity, and we've not said what we should have said or been what we should have been. We've, we've let God down. We've let others down. And so confession, I, I see it as a subcategory of lament because it is expressing that sorrow uh, and, um, again, it shouldn't have been this way, even in my own life, but also as I see my interaction with others and that, again, I'm taking that, that grief about that. I feel badly about that. I, I've hurt someone. I know I've hurt uh, God in that as well, because as I hurt other people, right, that, that violates my, my spiritual life as well. And so I, I do something with it though. And I take it to God. It's not just kind of self pity or self, you know, beating myself up about that. Uh, lament is all about taking that emotion to the one place that we can find a, a healthy place to process it. And ultimately that's, that's with God. And so lament in general, right? Sacred sorrow, grief for what's going wrong in the world and in my own life, but 
But then confession has lament when I feel badly for how I've contributed to that brokenness in the world and in my relationships. Hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for drawing that connection. I think that's important and helpful, helpful framework. So when did you first practice or really dig into lament and confession? I think for lament started with me in, in terms of just all the broken places in my life and in the lives of people around me. Uh, so I was a pastor at a church and I just was in a season where there was a lot of people in, around me that were going through really difficult situations, uh, death, sorrow over, over loss, grief, um, wrestling again with just disappointment, disillusionment, just a lot of, a lot of broken places in our lives. And, we don't do well typically um, with those sort of those negative emotions. Uh, we, we don't always process them well. Um, and we don't know what to do when we're feeling uh, discouraged and experiencing doubt and grief and uh, even anger, right? It's not supposed mm-hmm. to be this way. And, and so my, my initial exploration of the topic of lament uh, had to do with just how do we, how do we talk about that? How do we, what do we do when we feel this way? And then recognizing that, that the Bible gives us this pattern uh, and we find it not just in the Psalms, but as I mentioned, it, it's the Psalms definitely give us this freedom to, to take those questions to God. And so the Psalmist will say, you know, how long, O oh Lord, am I going to suffer this way? How long is this going to be uh, terrible, right? How long is, am I going to feel like everything's coming against me? Why is this happening? And so that was my first really wanting to rediscover lament as a faithful practice um, that this language of taking my sorrows to God um, was really something I became not only interested in, but passionate about because I saw it as a need, right? We, mm-hmm. we didn't know what to do when we were feeling this way. And then to start to see how lament functions in so many other aspects of our, of our human experience, including, like we've said, when we need to confess things, right? I confess that I hurt you and, I, and I'm, I'm deeply... Uh, sorrowful for that, right? It's not just uh, a light thing, but I, I really should grieve me that I've hurt another human being by what I've said or what I've done. And so the need to confess, again, sometimes we think about confession as this um, sort of sterile Christian religious kind of, of activity. But when we've hurt somebody, we, we know we need to make that right. We, we mm-hmm. know we need to acknowledge it. We know we need to say, listen, I hurt you and I'm really sorry. And we won't, we won't get to the action unless we have the, uh, the space in our own internal life where we acknowledge it, right? We, it starts with the sorrow, and, but it's not enough to be, feel the sorrow that, that compels us to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So lament is, is an active, right? It's an active thing eventually, but the action is predicated or it starts with really confronting and acknowledging, which is what confession is, it's just acknowledging something that, you know, what I've done has been hurtful. And again, I do grieve that. I do feel the sorrow that goes with that. And that sorrow compels me to make it right, to seek forgiveness or to restore a broken relationship or to, again, patch things up with somebody that I've hurt, whether it's a friend or a family member or whoever it is. Um, so it really came out of that need and that acknowledgement, realization that we don't do this very well as human beings. And we don't do this very well, you know, it's certainly in, in terms of a lot of our Christian experience, because we tend to focus on um, having to put maybe a, 
uh, a front or, or something that says, you know, I'm, everything's okay. You know, I'm fine. Um, and we don't wrestle with, we don't deal with, we don't confront the harder emotions that we all experience. You know? hmm. So did you notice or what shift maybe did you notice once you started to um, dig into this practice in your own life or maybe in the lives of others as you used it? Yeah. I think there's such freedom in being able to just say, this is what I'm feeling, right? And it's mm-hmm. and that it's okay. I don't have to hide that. I don't have to pretend I've got it all together or I'm everything's great all the time. Um, you know, we know that there's broken places in the world and in our mm-hmm. lives and in our relationships, but we tend to either ignore it or or minimize it or pretend everything's okay because we want to put on a good show. We want to put on a good front. And so I I find that for myself, I've experienced, I think that freedom that when I feel this way, it's okay for me to tell, to tell God, right. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty ticked off right now. Um, I'm upset, right. I'm, I'm angry. I'm discouraged. I'm uh, confused. I am experiencing doubt. I'm feeling loss. I'm feeling real grief and sorrow that I've lost something. Um, there's a great, one of my favorite musicals is Les Miserables, but, um, and there's this wonderful song there's a, uh, that starts with this line, uh, there's a grief that can't be spoken. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes we, we don't know how to talk about our sorrow, our grief, our, and any number of what we might call negative emotions. And there is great freedom when we can say, you know what, we can talk about that. We can mm-hmm. acknowledge that. And I found other people that when I say, you know what, it's okay not to not be okay. It's okay even in our relationship with God to struggle or to, to say, I have this fear or anxiety, doubt, I'm angry about this, you know, in the world. Um, And that when we can do that, when we can give each other freedom to do that permission. Mm -hmm. And I think what the Bible does with lament, it gives us permission to talk that way to God and to one another. It gives us examples of even how to do that. But in that, in that permission, there's great freedom. And sometimes it's just the release of, Oh, I can, I can sort of be real. I don't have to pretend everything's great when it's not. And so I, I found that there's really freedom in that. And, and we can be more authentic, right? If we're able to acknowledge our own brokenness, our own need, you know, our own places where we're struggling in those ways, um, that, that that freedom gives us, uh, it's like a burden gets taken off, right? We feel lighter when we can talk about it. Um, and we, we, we experience the greatest frustration, I think, when we think we have to keep that all to ourselves and I can't talk to anybody about that or God, you know, somehow can't handle, um, you know, me sharing my sorrow or anger or frustration or anxiety, but the Bible, you know, in the Psalms and, and elsewhere demonstrates it's okay to talk to God about that. that that's a faithful thing to do, right? It's, it's the, it's the good thing to do. Um, not always easy, but it, that it, and it's for our good, right? It helps us when we can talk about it. So I think what I've experienced just is that freedom gives us some, some relief and we can be more real with each other when we're able to, um, to experience even that sorrow, whether it's again, in that relationship where I've done something and I've hurt somebody, I need to, I need to say, I'm sorry. I need to make that right. I need to seek forgiveness. I need to restore a broken relationship that when I can, it's often out of the sorrow that that is the doorway into, into being in a better place. But if I, if I don't, and again, it's not that that's enough, right. It has to move to action, mm-hmm. but if I don't start with that, I, I probably won't, won't get to the action because I won't have experienced 
and acknowledged, confessed, right? Uh, confession is, is nothing more than acknowledging what is, uh, being honest about what is. And God says, I want you to be honest about what you're feeling. I want you to be honest about what you've done. I want you to be honest about, you know, the broken places in your life. Um, and confession is acknowledging that and saying it, that's, that's so, right? It, that's what it is. Um, and that's a necessary step. But once we take that step, then we have the, suddenly we have the ability to, uh, to address things that we were keeping, you know, inside. And then it was just, it wasn't hurting. It was hurting ourselves. Uh, more than anybody else, because we were not free to express that. So that freedom, I think, and and also then the, the ability to really be genuine with each other, uh, that I think we're all looking for, right? I mean, we all want to have people that we can be honest with and say, you know, today was a really pretty lousy day, to be honest, and here's why. And uh, I see injustice in the world. I see the brokenness of of the world around me. I see the people that are hurting, and I need to be able to acknowledge that, express that, not deny it. And so uh, lament, confession, uh, these are some of the ways that God gives us that we can can process that and be real about that. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that it's okay to bring our emotions to God where we're at, our anger, whatever we're feeling. I like to say, you know, God can take it. <laughs> he's he's ready. Um, can, yeah, you, yeah. can you maybe speak to how you felt like God has received you in those moments when you brought up those things for uh, sometimes that can be scary to bring to God, even though we might hear people say it's okay. That's still that taking that initial step of being ready to bring those feelings up can be scary. So I'm wondering if you could talk to that a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think we, we will find the very thing that we're hoping for in each other. And that is that we'll find someone that um, understands someone that accepts us, even, even in our broken places, you know, there's, it's a pretty vulnerable thing, you know, to, to yeah. open up to one another with our sorrow, right. Our grief, whether it's past pain or hurt or inadequacies that we feel about ourselves or things that have gone on in our lives, or uh, sometimes even dark, terrible, difficult things that we don't even want to talk about. Um, and so saying those things out loud or, finding a safe place where we can share that. And again, hopefully we have that. I mean, God wants us to be that for each other. I mean, that's what mm -hmm. Christian community is supposed to be. We don't always do that well, but even if we can't do that anywhere initially, we know we can start um, by taking that to God. And so that God can, as you say, handle it, God can receive <laughs> that and that that's, that's an option for us. And then out of that, knowing we have a safe place, with a God who cares about us and is not there to, you know, to judge and condemn us, but to receive us in our humanity. And God understands that. One of the, one of the most, I think, powerful things to see in the life of Jesus is the ways that he enters into our sorrow. And so the Bible talks about Jesus as a man of sorrows acquainted with our grief. Um, Jesus weeping at the tomb of Lazarus, his friend, not any, Jesus knows he's going to, he's going to bring Lazarus back, back to life, like in a few minutes but he still is grieving. It was never supposed to be this way. We weren't supposed to experience this kind of, of sorrow and loss. And Jesus weeps. Jesus weeps over Jerusalem because they aren't receiving him. Jesus on the cross cries out, you know, quotes a Psalm of lament, Psalm 22, you know, God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. uh, so Jesus is a pattern for us. Um, and that is 
again, entering into our sorrow. And then we can do that for each other where we can enter into one another's sorrow and not try to fix it, not try to, to say trite spiritual things, um, just to be honest with each other and sometimes just be present. Um, there's a great song that was, it's an old song by um, a, a Christian artist back in the day whose name was Larnell Harris. Um, and uh, the song's title was simply, I'll help you cry. And the, um, the concept of the song was simply, I don't always, I won't always know what to say, but I can be with you. I can be, I can be here and uh, I can, I can help you cry. And sometimes it's just weeping together, um, sharing a sorrow. Uh, that's a very intimate, vulnerable kind of thing, but it also deepens our relationship. When you've, when you've been able to be real with somebody in that way, um, you're going to have a closer bond with them or relationship with them. And that's true of God too. That if we can be honest with God about our relationships, that's deepening our relationship with God. When we can do that with each other, it's deepening our relationship with one another. Um, and we, we need to be willing to do that. And again, that takes risk, right? It takes trust, it takes vulnerability, but it's a gift to do that for someone, to give them a safe space, to share, be honest about what they're feeling. And again, those negative emotions that we sometimes want to ignore or dismiss or whatever. Um, and um, there's another song that I, I reference sometimes when I'm talking about these things that's talking about Christian community. Um, and I think about for that for the church or for us here at ENC. And the line is, uh, you know, if this is not a place where tears are understood, then where can I go to cry? You know, and, and we need to be creating spaces where tears are understood, where our sorrow, our anger, our our grief, our loss, our frustration, our anxiety, where we get it, right? And it's okay mm -hmm. to, to acknowledge that without being judged or without being dismissed or, um, yeah, thought, you know, thought less of any of those things. Um, so, you know, I've experienced that. And so I think what the experience is, it's, it deepens relationship and that's true with each other and it's, and it's true with God, right? Mm -hmm. that when we can be that real with each other, that our relationship is stronger. Yeah, and going back to something you mentioned earlier about what it when we recognize uh, these emotions or these feelings, what it what it drives us to, like you having lament or confession as a place to let it out, is just so helpful because when we're not read when we hide it, it goes into that shame, right? And we lose track of ourselves. We're not able to be vulnerable with others. And so we lose out on that community and that um, incredible gift of being known and received as we are. Absolutely. And, and we've, we've got to do better in that area because we just haven't done it very well. And we, we tend to, well, and here's, here's another thing that I had in my own experience that I was responding to when I, when I tried mm -hmm. to live into this lament piece. And I know we have a problem with this when I've asked this question of countless people in different settings, but if you're in a public setting, a church service or a small group or a gathering of people, and someone begins to cry, starts to weep, um, and I'll, I'm going to ask you directly. So what, what will, <laughs> put you on the spot here a second. What do you think one of the first things they will say is when, if they start to cry in a public setting, what will they say? Sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yep. When we're apologizing, right, for our tears or sharing our emotion, uh, that should be a clue that we we have a problem. Uh, we that we need to we need to 
really live into this as a faithful practice together. Because when we're apologizing for tears, apologizing for feeling this way, um, we've conditioned ourselves to say, you know what, this isn't normal. This isn't right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't express this. It should be just all positive kind of emotion vibe, right? Don't, don't bring us down. Right? Um, we apologize for tears and lament says you don't have to apologize for tears. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I knew the answer, but as, as you were saying, I was like, that is definitely the answer. That's I've said that myself even. Yeah. And ask that so many places and, and it's always the person that's immediately what they say. We, mm. we know that's what will happen. Right. And again, that's a clue. I mean, that, that tells us something. I, you know, I think that's pretty uh, insightful for us. To, or in other words, that, that, that reveals something and it doesn't necessarily reveal a good thing. It means that we need to have, again, that be a place where tears are understood and allowed and it's okay. And by all means, you know, and you know, I'll help you cry because that's mm-hmm. a good thing. I think in that I'm sorry response is so telling because it, you know, I'm just thinking about this now, but I feel like we hear stop, stop crying so much that that's probably why it's our first response because we haven't been received well by each other. And that's really sad. Yeah. I think from a young age, we're told to, to stop crying. Um, and I just saw, I, I can't, I'm not gonna be able to, to pull it right now, but I just this week saw something probably in social media about, and it was recommendation in terms of parenting or working with children, like what things we should say instead of stop crying. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the specific uh, statement that was being referenced. And, and you know, I, I understand you're, you're hurting or mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're feeling this way, or it's okay. You know, we can, let's take a minute and, and, and just be together. Like all these other things mm-hmm. that we sh- could and should say, but what we normally say is stop that. Right. And so we do it for, with children and, but we do it to ourselves. We do it to each other. Um, you know, we assume that, um, that's somehow not what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got to, ch- we've got to change that around. And lament is for me, a biblical permission to express that in prayer to God with one another, with ourselves, that we can acknowledge that and, um, and not deny it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. And it's hard to believe we're already reaching the end of our time here, but what would you, what piece of advice would you offer to someone who's wanting to try to um, begin confession and lament as a practice, either on the um, receiving end or on the speaking, sharing end? Yeah. I think, again, it's about finding for you, you know, what are ways that you can express that? So, so that could be everything from journaling or writing it out um, just and writing it like a letter where you are expressing what you're feeling. Um, you can read Psalms of Lament, um, you know, read Psalm 13. It's a short Psalm. It's sort of the pattern of lament, but you can read the Psalms as a way of expressing that. Um, there has often been uh, an absence or not a lot of examples of songs uh, specifically about lament, but that's been changing even in the last couple of years. Um, I've uh, you can search for there's a Spotify playlist that I've I've developed and some others have uh, where songs of lament again sometimes listening to music can be an expression of that. Um, but again, writing out our prayers or writing out a journal statement using scripture passages that are laments and using them as a pattern. Um, 
And then just, you know, finding ways that we can express that in other ways. Maybe we can do that through art or painting. I, the back, my background is actually a painting by uh, our own Sarah Kirksey. Mm -hmm. um, she did this, it's, it's called uh, Sorrow. And uh, I had her do another one for me. You can't see the whole thing, but it's basically in sort of an abstract tier. And uh, the one that, she, that I commissioned is called Lament. And uh, um, so sometimes art, right, can be an expression of, of yeah. getting things out whether it's drawing or photography or painting or other kinds of artistic means. Often it's in the, in the artistic side of things, the creative side of things that we can find an, an outlet or an expression of what do we do when we feel this way. And I also think sometimes being uh, in a different space. So going for a walk down by the beach or uh, you getting outside in, in nature and just, just kind of finding a way that we can talk about, even if it's just in our own heart and mind or in prayer, talking to God or to do it with someone else, right? Will you, will you walk with me and, and kind of let him, let me just share what I'm feeling. And so in relationship through the arts, through music, finding scripture, prayer is a form of that. The Psalms give us a, an example, so reading those. Uh, those are all ways that we can connect to that or express that and sort of have an outlet where we can take what we're feeling and, you know, go somewhere with it. And lament is all about acknowledging what I'm feeling, but then taking it somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. And I love those examples and how, you know, they show that we don't have to do it all on our own. We have, um, if you're not artistically inclined, you can, you know, connect with friends who are, or you can use the Bible as your, as your jumping off point. So thank you so much for uh, sharing with us today, Professor Nielsen. I know there's so much more we could touch on, um, but glad to hear at least this little bit today. Great to be with you. Thank you.